0: This is Mark Raven. I am the Vice President of Improvement and Innovation Services for Kinexus. And in today's podcast, we are doing something uh, that's new. It's going to become a regular feature here, and we call this our Customer Spotlight. So today's podcast is going to be a fairly long-form conversation with Ben Whitaker. He is the Director of Business Process Management for Mohawk Fine Papers. They have been a Kinexis customer Uh, They have been ramping up the use of our platform, um, how they're trying to drive culture change is a big part of that implementation. So it's not just about the software, but it's about getting better at improving, changing the culture at the organization. And uh, Ben and I will talk about that today. Um, Ben was previously at GE Power Systems. He was previously a commissioned officer in the U.S. Air Force after graduating from Princeton with a degree in mathematics. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. would encourage you to subscribe to our podcast series. You can go to kinexus.com podcasts. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go and give us a rating and a review in iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. Well, we are joined today by Ben Whitaker. Ben, thank you for taking some time to talk to us.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: So if we can start off, you know, if, if you can introduce the listeners to your company, talk a little bit about Mohawk, and um, introduce yourself and your role there. That would be a good start. So I
1: work for Mohawk, um, Mohawk Fine Papers. There. A number of Mohawks out there. We are the, the the paper company, and Mohawk exists because we believe that the printed product still matters, and that that beautiful things can be done in print, and we want to contribute to to successful, to beautiful, to meaningful printed products in the world. Mm-hmm. And we think that you and your clients and everybody else can benefit highly from beautiful print. And, and to that end, we we provide a number of um, paper products and things that are similar to paper that you can print on and do beautiful things with. And, and. Um, that's 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 what we do Mm -hmm. so you'll find mohawk paper in advertising pieces and in other printed pieces and hopefully it looks beautiful to you that's what we're what we're here for
0: yeah and how how long has the company been around
1: oh the company is hundreds it's the some of the equipment we have is over a hundred years old wow it's current manifestation under the current ownership goes back something like sixty to seventy years. So mm-hmm. we've been around a very long time.
0: And so I'm sure there are opportunities or challenges. You know, I've I've worked for some companies in the past that have a very long history. Kinexis has a history that's about six years old. So uh mm-hmm. we we, you know, for example, have less of you know, the, uh, the way we've always done things around here. And I know it, at bigger, more established companies, that that can be a challenge. So maybe, you know, as we talk about continuous improvement and culture change, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some important context that we can get into, but what, what is your role, if you can talk about that?
1: Um. Right, so my title is Director of Business Process Management and IT. So we've always viewed, since I've been here since about 1999, we have viewed our IT infrastructure as an enabler to business process. Mm-hmm. So, so our IT staff is not so much, you know, programmers or technologists, it's more um, analysts and really facilitators in the business process mm-hmm. to to make the business better. So I've often said my I'm I'm thrilled with the fact that Mohawk invests in people like me whose job it is to help the business get better at what it does. And and that's really that's where I've grown up as in a department with that focus. Late last year I actually was moved into a position of leadership in this department and and we've now sort of brand of the department as a business process management and I.T. We have responsibility for I.T. stuff, networks, servers, hardware, but also have responsibility for enabling business processes and improving business process.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think and that seems like a really uh, a a good way of viewing I.T. as an enabling Uh, technology for, for business results. You know, at, at we always talk about, um, the balance, the combination of, of technology and improvement methodologies and the right leadership styles. We, we, I think we, we see technology and software the same way.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, one of the challenges when you start to do that, really, it puts the, our uh, departments like ours in the middle of change and, Um, And our resources for change are still quite limited, so how do we make sure that our efforts are aligned with the business needs and the business desires? And really our history in, in my going on 18 years here has been that the company relies very heavily on people like me as an individual to be assessing what the what the most beneficial activities I could be doing are today right so what project should I be working on today a lot of that has been in my notes in my notebook in my head or whoever's shouting loudest or you know on occasion somebody can make a good case but a lot of times it's just through ad hoc discussions and and, then, and as, as me and some of my coworkers moved into leadership in this department, we felt less comfortable with that as a going-forward methodology and wanted to really have a better way of understanding from the business where our, our total resources as a business should be applied to change and making sure that the business owns those decisions, not individuals like me. So that, that's a large part of what motivated our move into a CI kind of um, culture, you know, mm-hmm. our desire to push the business into a, a continuous improvement culture. And so, so the business could take ownership of some of the things that I was doing.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's yeah. So let, let I me, mean, let's talk about that, that direction, that, that better way, as you described it. Um, can you talk about getting started with continuous improvement uh, in, in the envelope group and, and. Right. And yeah. Whatnot?
1: So, so, so something happened in 2016, for us as a company, that wasn't directly related to, to what I just said, but it it became directly related. We we recently moved from uh, paper business into also including envelope business on top of it. Um, so we were just we just provided paper to the market. I don't know, going back a few years. And then because of things that were happening in the industry, we realized that we needed to get some control over envelopes that were made in our paper. And one thing led to another, and the envelopes business continued to get traction and grow and develop and it got it grew very, very fast for us. And so on our on our paper making we might have twelve to 15 let's call it 20 pieces of equipment. Suddenly in our envelopes, we had 60 pieces of equipment. It just, it just was much different in terms of the way it needed to be managed. And, it, and our president sort of felt that that part of the business was not really in full control. So he engaged with a consulting firm. Um, the firm was USC Consulting. They're, sorry, USC Consulting Group. They're a firm out of Florida, and they have an office in Canada and we brought them in specifically to help us address some of our, our our processes in envelope manufacturing so it was a very focused effort and it was focused around increasing our productivity in in the envelopes manufacturing and 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 so that was was the project that went on through 2016. Mm -hmm. And a number of us were kind of sitting, we were both in and out of that, watching how that project was working. And as it started to, to, as we started to finish our engagement with a consulting firm and take ownership of the continuous improvement in envelopes, that timing corresponded to new leadership in IT and it all came together as a, we really need to, Take this methodology, take these benefits, and push them company wide mm-hmm. so so it, it's sort of a confluence of events that came together in a really nice time yeah. and, and pushed us in that direction.
0: so a lot of times organizations talk about starting with a, a pilot area or a, a model yep. area. W- was that part of the intentional strategy, or was it just that the productivity it, improvement need was greatest in the envelopes business
1: yeah, I think, I think that Yes, I would recommend anybody. Anybody, if they wanted to do it, they'd use a the pilot area. We kind of fell in. We kind of looked around and said, we have a pilot area that we've been doing for. You know, it wasn't part of a larger CI initiative, but we had this, and we felt that, you know, we could exploit all of the learnings from that pilot and really push them companywide. So, so we did the pilot without really thinking about it as a pilot. Mm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? But we recognized it when we were really in it, that, hey, we've learned so much as part of this project. We need to push this company-wide. Yeah. No, and- so a little different. So the, the, the effect was the same. The mm-hmm. intent was a little different.
0: But it sounds like there's a lesson learned. And like you said, your recommendation to others would be to, to take that type of approach as opposed to saying to everybody company-wide all at once, hey, tomorrow we're starting with continuous improvement. <laughs>
1: Correct. Yeah. And then, so what we did, so so we had, we have some work that we've drawn on um, based on Michael Hammer, based on business process redesign, where we have an enterprise process model built for a company. So um, if, if some of the listeners aren't sure what i'm talking about you know go read Mm -hmm. michael hammer we're big hammer fans here Mm -hmm. and and it's essentially just um you know envisioning how the larger enterprise works in three or four or five core business processes so we've settled on three that we're pretty comfortable with and and so we could we viewed the envelopes pilot if you will as being a pilot in our um what we call supply the business process. We wanted to now bring this continuous improvement um, culture to the entire business, so we, we we brought together all representatives from all of the business processes, but then each one of those, in turn, we've launched to do their own pilot pro- projects. I think that hopefully that makes sense. Mm. So So we're kind of now, we're we're not quite company-wide, but we're company-wide with various pilots, I guess is probably a better way to phrase this. Hmm.
0: Okay, so, that's, yeah. That's sort of been our approach. Okay, well, it'd be good to delve into that a little bit more. Um, one other thing I was going to ask about, you know, starting in the Envelope group, um, I, I'm, I'm guessing for an organization to accept the spread of a methodology, there had to have been some some results or positive signs or impact in, in the pilot area. How would you describe um, the impact that, that you saw in the envelope group? How, how was the evaluation of that pilot with continuous improvement and, and Kinexus? How, because I'm sure, you know, the organization could have decided, well, if this wasn't working, we're, we won't spread it. How, how was it determined that, hey, there were good things happening?
1: Yeah, and that was sort of the beauty of that as a pilot project. You know, we we went in with a consulting contract which had certain dollars that we wanted to make sure we got benefits against. And so we were measuring it really with hard productivity dollars. So, So, you know, we went into this pilot with the consulting group who said, we think we can bring you X benefits in terms of productivity, and we ended up realizing most of that. And so everybody felt very good about that project. Mm -hmm. And so we can can borrow their methodologies and say, we think we can extend these to get, maybe the benefits won't be quite as measurable in other places, but we've proven that you can get measurements. We, We specifically were going after productivity. We feel comfortable that directly related to the continuous improvement um, activities around our envelopes, we achieved something on the order of a 25% increase in productivity, oh. which has been, you know, which was fantastic, and and so so we have a we do have a nice pro- pilot project with a nice ROI that's measurable and 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 we're comfortable with that result, and mm-hmm. so and but, and but the nice thing about that pilot project too is it it always left a little bit hanging, right? Because this is a continuous improvement, it. At the end of it it's like, okay, we hit some good numbers, but there's still a lot more we can be <laughs> sure. doing. Sure. And, and and the fact that it it didn't just be like, okay, we're done. Done, project over, go on with it. It's it it didn't leave us there. It kind of cast us forward. It says, Okay, you've gotten a lot of benefits, but there's a lot more you need to be doing. Yeah. And and that and, and so that, that kind of opened up the conversation to other parts of the business where we can say you know, this isn't just a 12-week or an 18-week project. This is a forever project,
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: and and look how we're doing it in envelopes. We're still fo- We still have lots of activity in the envelopes group, um, and we're still continuing to try to do that and build on what we've built.
0: So. Yeah, well, I think that's important. I mean, you know, the 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 initial pilot, the launch of new improvement methodologies I mean, I think is is often viewed as a project but the good news is when it starts becoming the culture and the the the, the culture of continuous improvement starts forming people are getting positive reinforcement in different ways that I think what helps spur that to 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 truly be continuous as opposed to you know let's say a a model where there was a, a strong focus on improvement and then we stop
1: yeah Exactly, and, and and it felt like after this pilot that, that we really we owed it to um, to ourselves and to uh, the the president of the company, Jack Heron. He's the one who sort of um, helped put a, helped um, pull us into the engagement with USC, and and really to to capture that value, it wasn't enough to just capture it in the envelopes. We had to capture those understandings and push them company wide.
0: Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about how uh, you're measuring um, those results in Kinexus? Are you measuring um, the direct effect of, of time savings, cost savings? Are you tracking the productivity metrics themselves in Kinexus?
1: So to talk about tools a little bit, mm-hmm. when we got involved in the Envelopes project, we didn't have Kinexus. We found a Microsoft access template somewhere on the internet and we and we built it out a little bit. And we're using that to track our our opportunities for improvement and you know the capturing them, tracking them and getting them closed out. Mm-hmm. The benefits for the envelopes project, because it had a lot of focus. Those were being hap- those were being taken care of in our controller group. So from the envelopes We have launched company-wide initiatives around the, um, and I guess our our first stage is focused on employee engagement, on capturing ideas for improvement, on tracking them and getting them closed out. We decided consciously that focusing on the, on quantifying those benefits would distract us from the, the more important pieces right now in our evolution of employee engagement and proving to employees that we can listen to them, we can capture their ideas, we can either provide feedback or provide closure or whatever we can do to, to, to honor their engagement mm-hmm. and not focus really on the hard numbers yet. So we, we've consciously held off on that. We have it on our roadmap mm-hmm. to start to do that eventually but decided, that we wanted to really focus on the trust and not get sure. bogged down in long meetings where it's like, oh, did I save? What, mm-hmm. what productivity savings did I get from that? We just didn't want to do that yet. Yeah. Like, let's, let's, let's train ourselves to hear what they have to say, cl- you know, honor what the employees have to say, and, and help them get better. Just on, on their own word and on the word of the people in the process for now, eventually we will start to put more more. behind that but but we didn't want to we didn't want to get bogged down we have we have um we have a small group of people who came out of the some of the ge six sigma initiative and um and and as you know there are a lot of things about that initiative that we really like but sometimes there were sometimes it was focused on things beyond the improving and more on the measuring of the improvements kind yeah. of thing and we didn't want to get bogged down on that consciously sure. so we're not there yet
0: hmm and and that's and so that's fine. maybe in and, a
1: year I can come back and I can give you better numbers but, yeah and, so right now it's enough to track engagement how many mm-hmm. how many employees have we talked to what opportunities do we have how are we doing at closing them out that's where we're really comfortable in that state
0: right now well and I, I think that's smart I mean I think that's uh, a good way of getting started I mean there's classic advice That goes back to masaki amai and his book kaizen from you know almost 30 years ago or i think it is 30 years ago now you know that that's been really influential to our co-founder and ceo greg jacobson been influential to me where amai has given advice that that i've passed along and found useful of you know phase one of building this culture is getting people to participate so it's just you know engagement sheer numbers of ideas letting people work on things that matter to them. And then as you build enthusiasm and capability and participation, over time you can start trying to steer people toward uh, also focusing on company objectives and, and measures and, and start focusing a little bit more on ROI. But you know I've seen in a lot of settings if, if, if employees think it's all about cost and ROI, that might not tap into their own sense of mission the same way um uh you know just you know listening to them and letting people work on um small improvements things that we don't require to be quantifiable so yeah i'm 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 not disagreeing with you in fact i I would kind of applaud you for, for taking that approach
1: and and to to kind of build on that the the reason we are engaged with the kinex is because that was apparent to us so we had we had a tool for our envelopes project that was clearly not scalable it was not going to scale as we went company-wide so we started to we we gave ourselves a deadline we 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 had a two-day off-site meeting planned on january 18th of 2017 and you know and it's december 1st and it's like holy cow we're gonna we're gonna launch these people out and what what are we going to give them and so we knew we couldn't build something we had a tool we couldn't scale and so we in a in a bit of a panic we were mm-hmm. we were Oh, no, hopefully somebody's out there that can help us. And we were really grateful to find Kinexis who it became clear to us was not, not overly concerned with that sort of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it, you know, the, the software was not built to focus on ROI. It was built to just do what we needed to do, which is focus on employee engagement, focus on tracking ideas, about managing these ideas through a life cycle mm-hmm. to get them to resolution. And so we were really we were we were quite pleased when we saw wait, there is a tool out there that we think can <laughs> can meet our needs so yeah. so that that is how we got engaged was just 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 a desperate search for something and we were so delighted to find something that really really did think about the problem the way we were thinking about
0: yeah. it yeah well that's that's great to hear i'm glad i'm glad you found us and that we're we're starting you know at least uh, starting on this journey together um can can you talk a little bit more I'm I'm curious if you can elaborate when you said you know that other tool when you said that wasn't going to scale well can you elaborate on that and and what you saw in Kynexis that was more scalable
1: Yeah so so we were again within this project with USC consulting group it was very focused it was in one plant and not even in the whole plant, just in one corner of one plant where we had a um, hundred plus employees all doing the same thing. And so to to get their ideas and track their ideas and write whatever reporting we needed on it, it was it was easy in a sort of a Microsoft world to just do that, to have it running on one or two computers and sharing information like that. But um, you know, spreadsheets and Microsoft Access applications, those aren't really enterprise-wide. They're not, not going to be available to everybody. So we had to figure out a way to get a tool that um, that everybody could see. We also knew we were going to start to want to categorize these improvements differently as we move from manufacturing all the way into the, the commercial space, the sales force and the the marketing you know we wanted to cover the gamut and that was going to require a different way to categorize these ideas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and communicate these ideas and so we needed something that was a little had a little broader focus and yeah. um, and we weren't gonna have the time to build it either so we really needed a partner that could could help provide that to us
0: yeah and and how, how do you if you don't mind asking about kind of your plans for um, spreading continuous improvement methodologies, spreading, Kinexus. Um, what, what, what's your current mm-hmm. thinking about kind of a, a plan and a path for going about that spread?
1: Right. So, so, we, um, so we've built a roadmap for ourselves. We, we started with this launch event in January of this year. We brought together a number of people from business processes around the business, we took them on a two-day off-site meeting to get them away from their desks, away from their phones, away from the pressures of the business, to show them a, a commitment that Mohawk has to doing this. To say, you know, we we're we're investing a lot of money in in launching this, and we we met for two days, and we really we talked about the the various changes in company culture that's happening right now and it goes it does extend beyond our just our our ci initiatives but this particular breakout was focused on ci and we went through um a series of of breakouts and other sessions around how to how to engage employees in the concept of continuous improvement how do we get people to give us ideas and what what they could be doing better in their jobs. We focused a little bit, we, we struggled a little bit with um, what the right way to approach people um, would be, and, and we came to a question that actually was brought to us by USC Group, which we think is a brilliant question, and it's very simply, did you have a good day? Mm-hmm. Right, so this is the question that we really focused on. Is, is How do you bring that question to employee? Did you have a good day? We think it's a really effective question because it forces, in answering that question, you have to think a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish on behalf of the business, a little bit about how you might measure what you're trying to accomplish on behalf of the business, and a lot about what's in your way, right? What's keeping you from having a good day? And and using that question to draw out ideas for improving, right, so what's preventing you from having a good day Let's get those written down. Let's start attacking those things. So, so we brought uh, people from around the business who we wanted to start to engage in leading some of the change efforts, and we, you know, and we and we worked with them to find out how do we engage the employees in in your space. And each space has its own challenges. And and how do we draw out ideas to make make employees more effective in what they're trying to get done on behalf of the business, right, because they're getting paid for that. So, so that, that was really sort of our focus, and that's been our focus for this first phase. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we're starting to work to a transition into a second phase. So phase one is just to get this engagement. Um, and again, we borrowed this highly from USC Consulting Group, who I can't say enough how much we've learned from them to start on that engagement, then now we're starting to work into a second phase of this where we start to, to, to look at the overall business process and, and we're going to focus on an as is process where we really, really document in in a lot of detail what are you trying to do? What are your roadblocks? Let's put it up on a board, not just you, but the person who sits next to you and the person who is responding to you. And let's, let's put, put it all up and, and to get a conference room and plaster the conference room with paper on the walls that we can write on and start to really chart these things. From that activity, the larger problems will become more clear. And where we invest you know more capital pro- more you know more capital projects more larger initiatives more f- more sort of broader impact projects will come out of that so so our goal is we're right now we're transi- starting to think about transitioning teams from a just gather ideas for improvement to also start to to document in painful detail you know what people are doing mm-hmm. uh, and and looking at how well you, how well, A, you do what you think you need to do, B, how well you manage what you think mm. you need to be doing, and where are all the disconnects.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, but, but again, you can't do that without starting with employee engagement first.
0: Right. So what are some of the, I guess, you know, ideas that you came up with about how to engage people? For ideas, is this advice that yep. you're giving to managers? Was that off-site training, coaching, change agents to go and work yep. with managers on this?
1: Yeah, and so we 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 sort of we started with a fundamental principle, which is we we wanted this process to. Um, <laughs> sorry, we we actually we made a strict rule that vice presidents are banned; <laughs> they're not allowed to <laughs> participate. So, why, so I, why but, was um,
2: that?
1: Well. We really wanted to to make sure that we were developing a, an employee focused culture around improvement and not so we wanted the you know the executive team was driving the culture change, but the actual content of what we're doing we want driven from the employees in conjunctions with the managers so so it was trying to find a combination of employees and managers to to really get them engaged first. So we we had to obviously you can't do everyone, so we had to pick a subset and then use them as the voice hmm. to to start to engage the business processes. And so we formed teams in each of our business process and we kind of charged those teams with with figuring it out. How do you want to do this and so the teams started with where they're going to do their own pilot projects and 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 what that means so you know one of one of the teams is very much focused in our commercial space you've got a, a workforce in sales and marketing and um in in similar roles that is all over the country so how do you engage employees who are you know, everywhere, all over in different time zones and, and different places and 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 those sorts of things. So that's a that's that's been a real challenge for um for the group that's focused on on what we call creating demand and mm-hmm. building demand for our products. Mm. Um you've got then the there's a there's a transactional piece. We call this the um the demand to cash piece that's really focused on on, on how things flow through our supply chain and and that group had its own struggles with with forming and and where they were going to focus on and how to how to to get employee engagement and and then in manufacturing, which represents lots and lots of employees they're they're geographically centered but there are just a lot of employees we want to engage. We want to engage all operators, and so how do you do that? How do you manage just the, the number of people you're trying to, to, to work with there? So, um, so each team has had to build its own sort of um, rhythms mm. and methodologies and control tools, all centered around Conexus so that we've got one global view of what's happening. The... So, to kind of one team, the, our demand-to-cash team is finding the um, easel pads, a very effective way to do it. So, they'll, they'll move into a, a part of the process and they'll put up easel pads and they'll say, you know, write your ideas down on easel pads because that's a nice way to get people to, the, the physical act of writing down an idea is a really great way to engage people. So we rely very heavily on easel pads. You can walk around our business now and find easel pads in places. And then someone, someone is appointed to, to pull, to translate the ideas from the easel pad and get them into Kinexus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so it would be those, those kind of things that we've had to learn on who to engage, how to engage them and, and how to get them tracked.
0: Well, and I think that's an important way to put it. The things that you're learning, you know, that there's, I think, you know, lessons from a pilot, um, but then as you go to spread, methodologies, you're going to learn different parts of the organization are not all exactly identical. And I mean, it sounds like you're taking a kind of a flexible approach where there's some consistent tools and probably some consistency, but there's room for flexibility.
1: Yeah. And there are a million things to learn for, um, for Everybody. So each group has had to learn its own management techniques and try to share them. Individuals have had to learn their own techniques. There's one one person who's doing a great job for us, and he'll tell you stories about learning how to how to engage um, sort of uh, I guess people who feel more senior to him, right? And mm-hmm. so how to how to try to do that credibly, and and that's a challenge for some employees. But but really helping to um, To support the the people we're looking to for leadership, and make them effective, in turn supporting all employees and making all employees effective, which is mm-hmm. our ultimate goal, right? So yeah, so how to how to kind of how to kind of spread those learnings all the way through this process? Mm-hmm. So it's been a challenge. Yeah.
0: Well, one thing I wanted to follow up on quickly, you used a phrase, I was going to ask what you meant or if you could elaborate when you, when you said control tools, what, how would you describe that?
1: So we now, you know, we, we, we sort of have this, as we start to get to full employee engagement, and we're, we're not there yet, but we're heading down this, how do we how do we act on all these ideas? First of all, how do you engage everybody in ideas and then how do you act on ideas? And so what what structures do we put in place? How do we how do we be how do we enable what we call bottom up ideas for improvement, which is where the employees are saying we think it would be better if if you know things work this way. But how do we also enable what we'll call top down improvements, which is the senior leadership sees you know, w- wants to ch- move into a new market or move into a new set of products or make some change that employees would not ask for, right, but, but have to be changed because of some response to market or, or whatever it might be. So how do, we, how do we both, how do we promote both top-down ideas for change, the company needs to change this way in response to the market, and bottom-up ideas for change, which is employees see this is just not working, we need to do things differently and how do we form the right communication structures, vehicles to, to control all of these ideas and um, and not get overwhelmed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we have, mm-hmm. you know, each of our pro- business processes have their own structure to manage the continuous improvement efforts. And then they come together to manage any, to to share learnings about how each one is doing what they're doing and also Sometimes the opportunities for improvement cross-process, right? They, they, they affect a lot of different people. And then also work with what we formed as a steering committee, which is our vice president leadership, to make sure that they're ultimately in control of the whole process, right, because they need to have ultimate control of the process. And then finally, accountability to the the very senior leadership, the, mm-hmm. the the, of the company. So so it's really building that structure of accountability. Mm-hmm. Um up and down, you know, accountability both ways. Yeah. Accountability to the employees, accountability to the senior leadership to build those structures. So Yeah. Um so so when I say control, it's like what are the tools, right? Mm-hmm. So so the what what I'll I'll use the term run chart. I'm not sure if I, that Mm-hmm. It's the right term, but that's a, that's a very important tool for us in terms of making sure we continue to, to measure employee engagement, right? Constantly looking for um, increase in both the OIs produced and the OIs being closed out, making sure that those, those are both showing positive slope, right, at all times. Yeah. So, so that's an important part of every report out. We, um, one of the things we've added to our OIs is this concept of impact and effort and so really measuring everything as a as high medium low impact high medium low effort and really going after the high impact low effort stuff so we have what we call a heat map it's really just a, a nine block chart of each of those categories mm-hmm. right high high so on and and that's become an important part of our our control tools is looking at those heat maps right and 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 using the location structure in kinexus we've got heat maps at lots and lots of different levels of the company right now which has been so so helpful yeah. so we can just look at our envelopes group for instance and there's a heat map just for them mm-hmm. now that's just one part of a much larger process yeah but um so so that's that's an important tool so just just focusing on tools like this Ultimately, as we said, we want the tools to be a little more focused on productivity gains or um, yield gains or, you know, looking at the, the categories of waste mm-hmm. from lean concepts, you know, and looking at how we're doing it and improving each of our measures on those and um, all those things. But, but we're not there yet. We're, getting, yeah. we're being patient.
0: Well, and uh, yeah, well, I was going to say first off, you know, when you talk about heat maps, um, there, there's a version of that which is more of a two by two matrix of effort and impact, uh, often called yep. a pick chart. I mean, but it's a similar idea of yeah. prioritizing. And it sounds like that's one of the methods to your point of not getting overwhelmed by Correct. a flood of ideas, right?
1: Correct. And I'll, I'll use sort of an example of that is so one group. They did a great job, they got coming out of the gate, they have a hundred and twenty opportunities for improvement, but so now what, right, now, now we have to deal with it. And so so the methodology is clear, you need to evaluate them based on impact and effort. That seems simple and they sat in a room and they decided to do that and in the first hour they got through evaluating the impact of four OIs. <laughs> it's like, Okay, this isn't going to work <laughs> if we only got through four in an hour. Mm-hmm. We've got 120 and more coming in every hour. Yeah. So so, we, had to, to, so, so we, settled. we said, again, be patient. Let's give ourselves a chance to learn. Just go through the list and just pick out things that you think are high impact. And don't worry about anything else to start with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that really settled the team down a little bit. Mm allowed them to focus on getting some improvement. You know? so, so, so when we're on the precipice of getting overwhelmed, which happens constantly, we try to just just, just slow down, break it down. Again, the goal is to just make incremental improvements, so let's allow ourselves that, take our wins, and move forward. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, that, that sort of um, thinking has allowed us to, to move forward to deal with the times that were overwhelmed and, and continue to, to make progress.
0: Yeah. And uh, one thing you know, to clarify for listeners who, who might not know some of the terminology, when we say, and a lot of our customers use this term, O I means uh, opportunity for improvement, Sorry. and uh, yeah, it's just fine. And then you know, uh, I've I've had people ask sometimes when we talk about our OIs, that's different than ROI, return on investment. We're talking yeah, about our uh, our teams' opportunities for improvement. Our OIs, right?
1: Yeah, and that's um, developing a new language around this has been has been part of the challenge. It's part of the work.
0: Yeah. So yeah, and that's important. Um, yeah. <laughs> can, can you talk about, you know, uh, as you roll out, you know, methodology and, you know, advice for how to engage people, if we talk about technology, how do you find the technology, the Kinexus technology being received uh, by people as this is being rolled out?
1: That's a good question. Um I will say, as with most technologies, it's mixed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: the you know, everybody wants it to work for them effortlessly, and these things don't necessarily work effortlessly. the we haven't been um, let's see, how do I? So we've controlled that by appointing a small group to get comfortable in in the technology. It, n- we don't want the technology to bog down the process, right. which is employee engagement.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so some people are very comfortable with you know, learning a technology, the, certainly the, the Kinexis application is, is very comfortable to people who, you know, who are, whatever, comfortable in a digital culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and so there are enough employees that are happy enough doing that. So we'll just rely on them to, to do that for the business and, and not get bogged down in, in, in the problems of technology in terms of accomplishing our main goals which is employee engagement so 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 because of that i guess i can't i I can't answer it better than that Mm -hmm. mixed interaction with the technology but we we're not going to let that bog us down sure Uh, and and so find people who don't have a problem with it say Great, helps out, please, and they say love to help you out, and and it's been able to get us through. Yeah. yeah, that's so. fine.
0: Um, I was gonna um, a- I was going to ask when you talk about this small group, is that finding the people who are comfortable with it, or is that like with uh, you know with some software packages as they're being rolled out, people will identify what they call super users who are able to not just use it but to coach and and help others. Yep,
1: it's sort of both. Uh-huh. So. You, um look for both of that, so one is just you know ultimately we talk about Kinexis it's a straight. it's solving a pretty straightforward problem for us, right Capture data just just, mm-hmm. just get things in the system and and learn to track them so so that that would be one group who was just comfortable doing that. oh, I can do that, I can go to buy the bull- I can go buy the easel pad, I can read it off, and I can enter it yeah. then we have another group who is taking a little more time with the system and and learning now the the tricks we have we have right now we have something on the order of 1400 opportunities for improvement in Kinexis. how do you manage that right that's a lot right. for us and so so how do you manage that? And so there are people who have taken the time, this would be our super user group, to really learn what are the tricks to managing this. How do we need to classify things? We've gone through a couple different efforts where we've categorized all of our opportunities for improvement one way, decided a few weeks later, ah, oh, that didn't really work for us. We need to do it another way, oh, we've got 1,400, how do we do that? and you know cherry pick that. So that would be our super user community. And so we have four or five people who are really thinking about those questions. And um and bringing the two together has been has been fun. Yeah.
0: Well, and I'm sure it'll continue to be fun because, you know, culture change, adoption of new approaches, new technologies. I mean, it it's it's never easy. So, I uh, I appreciate, nope. you know, you sharing some of these perspectives recognizing that it's it's early in the journey and like you said, you're you're learning a lot. I'm sure uh, you're continuing to learn and, and that'll that'll serve you well in the future, as opposed to feeling like you have to have figured it all out in January and then just march along. I mean it's uh, I think this is all a pretty iterative process.
1: Yeah, and to build on the again, we viewing connectus as a partner in us, we have found a lot of materials from Kinexis that have nothing to do with the use of the software. We're we're now we're now starting starting this process of trying to document sorry, starting this stage in our continu- our continuous improvement efforts, where we're starting to document the process and we're leveraging a lot of the the blogs and the other posts out there in Kinexis in terms of how to do certain things, right? So so we're we're about to start what amount of Gemba walks? We're not really calling them. They're not exactly Gemba walks, but they're close enough that we go out there. We started just Googling the Internet for, for help, and boom, boom, Kinex has popped up. It's like, ooh, this is a really good little blog post about Gemba walks. Yeah, we're gonna. So, so you'll find sitting on my desk right here is, is some quotes from a blog post on uh, do's and don'ts when you're going to do this just to keep you from getting yourself in trouble, and, yeah. and that's been really it's been comforting okay. to find the information on the KineXus site. Again, we didn't start there, but we ended up yeah. back there. So, so we keep ending up back there.
0: Well, good. Um, glad to hear that because you know, uh, you know, I think part of our, our passion and mission around improvement goes far beyond just uh, providing software. Um, I'm I'm yep. happy to hear you describe us as as a partner. That's what we we aim to be. You know, our customer's success is our success. So, uh, like you know, today. Today's blog post. I mean, it's March 29th when we're recording this. Today's blog post is the top 10 worst things you could do on a gimbal walk, and you know, it's 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 easy, you know, to you know to, to well, it's not always easy to get people to get out of the office. But I've I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, over the past uh, 20 years, uh, not all trips out of the office are as helpful or productive. I've seen leaders get out of the office and do some really Counterproductive things where you you you'd almost think, well, uh, maybe they should stay in their office and, unless we can. Yeah, influence. and we're really worried. Uh, we're
1: really worried about that as we launch people off into this phase. I'll have to go find that. I, mm-hmm.
0: so. But you know, we do have. I don't know if you've seen. I think we've accumulated a lot of these different tips and advice into uh, in uh-huh. an ebook. Um, we have an ebook called "The Guide to Successful Gemba Walks." And
1: yeah, uh, I just printed it out yesterday.
0: Well, good. Well good. Glad glad to hear that. And I would encourage other people to um to check that out. Well well Ben, thank you for um you know giving us a glimpse into what you've done, what you're learning, what you're planning, how Kynexis is uh is is a part of that. Um so to to wrap up, just you know, very open-ended question here. Do you have any other sort of uh you know final final tips or lessons learned for anyone out there who might be considering similar type of culture change
1: I I guess it would be not to well patience is important Mm -hmm. and not to overcomplicate it Mm. To, to, to give yourself time and to just stay focused on you know where you are in your journey and and just just focus on those things it you know it's very easy to get distracted by ROI
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and, and if you believe in this kind of approach and, and I do, and there are obviously enough people in this company that, that do also, then, you know, then, then just be patient and, um, and, and allow yourself to grow into it. It takes some time.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. That's great advice. I mean, I've, I've, I've always struggled with trying to find the right balance between urgency and patience. Too much urgency mm-hmm. can, uh, can cause different problems. And um, I think each organization finds the right balance based on the existing culture and the business needs. Well, it seems like you and the team are focused not just on the culture, but the business needs. And I think there's a good balance uh, to be found there. I hope so. Well, and I mean, it seems like you'll you'll keep figuring that out. So um, I yeah. appreciate again. Um, Want to thank you. Our, our guest here today has been uh, Ben Whitaker from Mohawk Fine Papers. So I'd encourage you. Hey, you know, if you're if you're looking to print beautiful things, go uh, go check out their products. Um, we'll Please. we'll figure out how we can do that as a Kinexis team.
1: <laughs> yes. print is wonderful. It matters.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, well, Ben, uh, thanks again, and um, uh, good luck with uh, your ongoing journey.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate it.